teachers, I'm Carly Walton, and this is the Teach Music Online podcast, your number one resource for innovative online music teaching. How are you today? I hope that you have been having a fantastic summer so far, and I really hope that you've been able to get a little bit of a break from teaching. I know a lot of the teachers I talk to take a week or two off during the summer. Some of you take the whole summer off, and some of you don't take any time off. I've been having a really great summer in Utah. It's so beautiful here. And actually this week we're heading to to Lake Shasta, which is in California with some family. And we're really looking forward to that. I actually grew up going to Lake Powell, one of my most favorite places in Utah. And this will be my first time to Lake Shasta. It's gonna be great. (laughs) I wanted to remind you that this is your last week to enter the summer giveaway that I'm running right now. I'm giving one lucky teacher access to my entire program and membership for one year. This is my first time ever gifting the membership to someone, so you have to go and enter. (laughs) If you haven't entered yet, it's really easy. All you need to do is go over to iTunes, search for the Teach Music Online podcast, and leave me a review. That's all you have to do. Once you've left me a review, if you will just send me a quick email or a direct message on Instagram to let me know that you've left a review and I'll be sure to add you to the drawing. If you've been listening to the podcast and it has brought you any new ideas or inspiration, I really appreciate hearing your story in a review on iTunes. So please just take two minutes to go and do that. And I am running this giveaway until the end of July and then I will be letting the winner know. I'm so excited to give this away. I also wanted to mention if if you are already in my program, you can enter also. I will be giving you your second year for free. So if you're already a member, this is also a great time for you to go and leave a review so that when your annual subscription is up, I will give you year two or three for free. So just be sure to let me know once you've left your review. Today's episode is with TMO member Lisa Bailey. I love spotlighting our teachers because they are making huge progress in their businesses. And really, I know that by sharing their story, you are going to get new ideas and you'll find new ways to improve your teaching and your business or your business systems. Our guest today teaches piano and lives in New Hampshire. Lisa has recently implemented some new marketing strategies from the TMO program to help promote her studio on Facebook. She shares in this discussion how she makes time to do this because we we all know how limited our time is and what effect her time management has had on her own studio. She is just a happy person, (laughs) and I'm sure you'll hear it in her voice that she has an amazing love for what she does. Here's my discussion with Lisa. Welcome, Lisa, to the Teach Music Online Teacher Spotlight interview. Thank you for joining me. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be talking with you face-to-face. This is great. I want to jump straight in and I want to know how you found the Teach Music Online program. You know, I was thinking about that last night and I'm like, where did I actually see this for the first time? Um, (laughs) I remember seeing a couple of the free um, videos that you had posted um, during when everything was shut down and everybody was online. And so I had seen some of that and had um, watched a few of the videos. The one that I really remember was um, how to avoid fatigue during your online lessons. And that one really, that really helped. That was great because um, it is easy to get 
hired. So through that, um, it led me to your uh, to the webinar on the course. And as soon as I watched that webinar, I'm like, I have to do this. Because <laughs> more and more of my studio, I was transitioning, uh, once everyone went back to normal, so to speak, I was transitioning more and more students online and knew I wanted to learn more, so. Awesome. Yep. So I signed, I think I signed up in November. Okay. This past November, so. I was on your Facebook page and I've noticed you've been really sharing videos of your students, videos of you teaching your students, photos. So tell us, how's that going with building your Facebook page? And and I, and I want to hear about um, how you've been creating those posts and sharing them because that'll be motivating for teachers to hear. I have had so much fun. I, I love my students and they're all so funny and cute and they do so many just memorable things. Um, and so I take pictures, of course, with parental permission and do videos with parental permission um, all the time during lessons. And so I, um, you know, you, it's hard to pick and choose sometimes which ones to use, but I choose the ones that are going to best reflect what I do best and what my students enjoy the most. So a lot of them are the screen share activities that we do. Some of them are a, um, a piece that a student has worked really hard on and has accomplished. Uh, <clears throat> sometimes it's just something super cute that one of my preschoolers does. So, um, and sometimes I have this one student, we do show and tell every single week and it is just adorable. So she'll bring me like one week, she had her pet rabbit in lessons or she'll have a stuffed animal. So I share fun things, but also educational things. And then I just write a little something about it, um, whether it's, you know, about show and tell or um, talking about the screen share activity that we're doing and what we're learning with this particular screen share activity. Um, and I schedule them ahead of time, which has been a game changer for me. Wow. Um, I was not consistent with that before because I didn't know I could schedule them ahead of time. Once I knew that um, and through the studio management um, course that you put in there and the guidelines, uh, I'm like, oh, I can do this once a month. I can totally do this. And it has made a huge difference in my consistency. And also what people are seeing too, because I'm doing it all at once instead of just a little bit here and a little bit there. So I can see my lineup of what I want to post and what I want to uh, want people mm. to see and what I want the parents to see of their kids too. Cause that's important too, for the parents to get a, you know, I, I don't want to show the same kid all the time, which is easy to do when you're just doing it one post at a time. Oh, that's such a good point. When you schedule it in advance, you can kind of see the order or maybe create a content calendar and go, oh, I can highlight this age group and then this age group and then the student who's learning this type and this type. It's a way yeah. to show that you're a really fun teacher. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I love it. Oh, we have so much fun. <laughs> I'm wondering, are you letting the parents know when you highlight their students so that they can reshare that or post it? Um, yes, I do. I have awesome. a couple different ways that I do that. So parents that are okay with their students' faces online, I tag them in the post and let them Perfect. know that their student is in there. If it's a parent who does not want their student's face shown or their name shown, I send them a separate text 
or if I'm doing an email anyway, I'll send them an email. But yes, okay. I let them know and um, yeah. That's a good, it's it's great way, it's a great way to market your studio because that's gonna be yeah. shared on that parent's page to a whole new group of friends and people that they know. Mm-hmm. And because you're online, you can accept students in other, in other states. Yeah, I actually started um, teaching online in December of 2018. I started with three students. I had had in-person students always up until that point, but I have a niece in Indiana. I have two nephews in New Jersey and they really wanted me as their teacher. So I'm like, okay, let's try this. So they were kind of my guinea pigs. (laughs) And it, it has worked so well. I was so thrilled with... Uh, and my niece was three, so we were doing preschool lessons online. Um, so not only was that, uh, you know, that was a relatively new thing for me to be teaching preschoolers, but it was also doing it online. So um, I was just floored how well lessons could trans translate and transition to online and still be as effective, still be as fun. And um, I still get to see my niece and my nephews every week. It's great. (laughs) Teachers listening to this need to know you approached online lessons with so much optimism and excitement that you were set up for success. Like I can see it in your face. I can see it on your Facebook page. Like you just radiate this enjoyment and that's not necess- that's not always natural for teachers and that's okay like if you don't yeah. naturally feel excited about learning technology or figuring things out that's why we have the course right that's why we have right. tutorials to help people um, to help people get to where you're at because you clearly are enjoying it and you enjoyed it from December 2018 you know even though it was brand new to you yeah yeah oh it's been great and once I started um, getting more comfortable with, and we actually started on Skype, which I'm so glad we've transitioned over to Zoom. It's so much easier to navigate and do different things with. But um, even uh, just starting out, it was just, you know, definitely a learning curve, but it was enjoyable and they loved seeing me every week. And, you know, we would do different activities, different games. And um, at that point, I didn't know how to screen share. So I would mail them games. And so I would have a game on my end and they would have a game on their end and we would play it together and it worked. It was so much fun. Oh, that's so so great. Yeah, and so then it just grew from there. I started accepting more online students and when the um, everything shut down um, in March of 2020, um, I I already had about half of my studio online. So for me, the transition was really not that big of a deal. Um, it was a big deal because of what was going on in our world and all the, you know, the collective um, panic and the collective stress of what was going on in the world. So I had to approach my students differently um, and approach lessons differently, a little more lighthearted, um, you know, maybe a few more games. Maybe we don't do a whole lot of playing this week on the piano, but. Um, the transition really went very well. And many of those students have continued online. Oh, that's great. Are you planning to stay online with most of your students? What's kind of your future goal? Yes, I am. uh, I'm a hybrid studio. I have 
I have six students that I see in person and I actually drive to their houses. They live in the town right nearby. And so, um, and I just love seeing them. I love having some in-person students, sure. but the bulk of my studio is online. And uh, at go, moving forward, at this point, I'm planning to only accept online students. So you've set so, up your onboarding to be like, I'm onboarding you as an online student. Yes. Yep. And that's how I advertise when I advertise, um, which I, which I generally, I don't, the only advertising I do is through my Facebook page or word of mouth or from other parents. Or if someone, I had a parent give me a shout out today on Facebook and immediately I had a parent contact me. She's like, are you taking students? I'm like, sure. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that was exciting. So they will all, and she was excited because I teach over zoom. So, yeah. And, you know, some teachers will have students who come and say, I want to go back to in-person and and the teacher feels like, oh, online must not be working. And I I hope teachers watching and listening to this will know that that's not true. There will be Mm -hmm. some people that still prefer an in-person teacher, but there's Mm -hmm. also so many because of the pandemic that have experienced online, they want online. And it's all about a matter of, it's, it's about finding those people and embracing online and saying, moving forward, like you've done, I'm only accepting, I'm only accepting online students and not giving them the option if you don't want to give them the option. Right. And sometimes that means losing somebody on your wait list. And sometimes that means um, losing someone who is ready to sign up and start tomorrow. But I right. think for me personally, overall, it is a better option. Uh, living in New Hampshire, the weather can be crazy sometimes, and it can be difficult to for me either to travel to a family's house or for students to come to me. Um, yeah. So you know, online it is it is worth its weight in gold. It is wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's always music to my ears when I hear that because I've <laughs> believed that. <laughs> I've believed that for eight years now since teaching online yeah. and way you know I don't I don't even know what year 2014 ish when I started and or 2012 and looking back then I mean there weren't hardly any teachers doing it and when I talk about it parents would go wow that sounds awesome because they instantly they think of the convenience for themselves and for their child so they don't have to drive them to lessons but teachers were always the most intrigued like how does that even work? And can right. you know a lot of a lot of people would go, I don't know that that would be that that would be the best option. You know, all kinds of opinions. But it sounds like you you were also an early bird. It's been almost three years for you pre pandemic to yeah. going online. So you've had the time to really embrace it as well. <laughs> and it's been great. I'm so thankful that um, I've had the opportunity to start off pre pandemic because I think if I like I know so many teachers who have had who were just thrust into that all of a sudden or lost their studio because of yeah. that. Um, I did not lose. I lost one student um, because of the pandemic, and it was an adult student who lost her job. So that's completely understandable. I did not lose anyone and have wow. not lost anyone since then, even those that I have said, no, we're going to stay online. And they're like, OK, so. It's being confident. It's being confident in yourself and not going, well, <laughs> and when the maybe parents we should stay. See, 
Right. And when the parents see how much the students are enjoying it, that their kids are thriving in lessons, they enjoy seeing you every week, even if it's on a computer screen and not in person, um, they buy into it big time and they start talking about it to their friends. And like this one parent posted on Facebook this morning, um, you know, it's great. How do you yeah. have students outside of your area right now? Are you around the country? Tell us about your network of students. Yes, I have um, I have a bunch of students in New Hampshire online, but I also have, um, I have student, my nieces in Indiana, my nephews are in New Jersey. I have students in Kansas, South Dakota. So I'm all over the country. I also have two international students. Um, I have two students in Benin, Africa that I teach. <laughs> That's amazing. Their parents are missionaries. I actually started them before they went back to the mission field a couple years ago. I mean, they were living in South Dakota and she's like, yeah, we wanna keep doing this once we go back to Africa. And it has, you know, other than figuring out the time change, wow. it has worked beautifully. And believe it or not, they have better internet in Africa than they did in South Dakota. <laughs> You're like, you should probably just stay there. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah, it's been it's been great. And um, other than a few, you know, in Africa, the way of life is different. So you'll have people just wandering into the room and talking and things like that. But it is fun and they they are thriving and oh, they love it. That's so great. Can you share with us a little bit about your experience going through Teach Music Online? I would love to hear which lessons, if there's any lesson that sticks out, stands out to you or an event, something where it helped you kind of shift your thinking or incorporate something new into your business. Um, I know for me, a big thing was when you talked about getting your, uh, well, the monthly lesson planning, that was a big thing for me. I had been doing weekly lesson, well, daily, basically each, I would space my students out so I could lesson plan for their next lesson right after their lesson. So I was literally lesson planning after every student and then texting or emailing their assignments, every single student. <laughs> and and I was handwriting everything, except for, of course, the emails or the text messages. So um, when I went through the lesson where you talk about monthly lesson planning and doing it all on Google Drive, and um, it was it took me a little bit. I'm like, OK, I'm going to I'm going to do this. I'm going to jump in. I jumped in with both feet and started first just doing it the same way I had been doing it with Google Drive, putting everything on Google Drive. And I did their assignments in Google Drive and shared them with the parents so that I'm not responsible for sending a text message or an email. They're responsible for looking at the updated Google Drive. And so you just kind of copy and paste what you do for their lesson plans, add a few more notes and you're done in a fraction of the time. And then when I went through the studio management um, module that when you talked about monthly lesson planning, I'm like, hmm, I've had to think about that for a little bit because I was like, I've been doing this every single day. How do I do this monthly? But you made it so straightforward. You're like, you know, at least figure out where you want them to be in a month and go from there. Fill in right, the gaps. outline. It doesn't mean you don't ever adjust things, but have a general plan. That has been huge for me. It has saved so much 
time. And even the week, <laughs> that's awesome. Yay! Even the week that I do my planning is so much faster and I do it in so much less time than I was, I was spending hours yeah. less in planning. And now it's like a couple hours once a month. Wow. It, it kind of sounds like it forced you into getting organized with it, getting yourself on Google Drive. And that's why it saves time because everything's on Google Drive. You can easily reference each student. You can easily copy and paste from another student if they're just going to, if they're progressing towards where another student is versus like writing things out and having things kind of separated. Another thing about that time management class, and for our teachers listening, we have two, if you're in the membership, um, there it's the time management class in phase two. Um, if you're on listening on the podcast, then I will link the two podcast episodes where I talk about this. The concept is you are batching a task. So because you get into this mindset of I'm lesson planning, it takes a second to get there. It takes a second to get focused and then you're doing it all at once. So even if it takes five hours the first time, you're not doing little blocks throughout the week, throughout the month where you have to get there, you have to get the materials out, you have to get in the right space. you know, frame of mind. So when you batch tasks, which is what we teach in time management, so one week you do your all of your lesson planning, the next week you do all of your billing and invoicing, the next week you do your creative work, your professional development, you save so much time and it's such a better way yeah. to work. Yeah, and it was the same thing with all of the Facebook posts, just doing that all at once for the month. It really didn't take that long. It really doesn't. It takes yeah. me an hour maybe, and it just depends on how much I wanna write about. I don't write a whole lot in the posts because I want the focus to be on the picture or the video. I want that to be the focus, not what am I blabbing about that people are gonna gonna read. They don't need to read what I have to say. They need to see the results. Right. Have you attended some of our TMO events, some coaching sessions or community discussions? Um, I went to the community discussion, the most, I think it was the most recent one with Brooke. Yes. And I can't, I can't remember the, the title of that retention. one. Oh, was it, yes. Retention. Yes. yes. That was great. And that was actually the first one that I was able to attend live. Most of the time I'm teaching during those, yeah. um, during those events, but it was great. And I so enjoyed hearing from the other teachers and there's so many ideas from all the, and I'm like, I never thought of so many things that you just don't even think about that this collective um, brain of all of these people, it's just amazing to get insight and ideas and suggestions and answers to questions um, through these discussions and through the um, the posts and everything that you can you can ask a question, you can make a comment and you get feedback. Yes, it, it it has morphed into this amazing collective community over the past year and a half or so where we have teachers, first of all, all over the world that teach all kinds of students, all kinds of instruments, but everyone everyone is running a studio business and everyone has the same goal in that they want to they want to change the lives of their students, but they also have a business to run and they need to make right. money, they need to make an income and they need to a lot of them support their family on this. So there's so much um, skin in the game, right? There's so much yeah. like 
this is my all. This is my everything. This is so important to me. And when something matters that much, um, it means a lot to be able to share your experiences with others and learn from others' experiences as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's been, it's been so beneficial to me. Um, and some weeks I don't get on there as much as other weeks, but when I do, I'm like addicted and I just, I don't want to leave. And I'm like, oh, I got to go make dinner, but I want to read this one more thing. <laughs> Watch one more video. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good to hear. You mentioned that you raised your rates this, I don't know when you raised your rates, but tell us about the rate calculator and how that kind of helped you figure out that you, sh you could be charging more. Mm -hmm. Well, I kind of knew I should be charging more anyway before I did the rate calculator, but that was definitely an eye opener to see, um, you know, okay, what really should I be charging? And, you know, it was helpful to put all of that stuff in one place because, you know, you kind of know in your head what your expenses are and, and different things like, at least I do. I have a... Um, I don't know, I have, a, I have a head for numbers. So I remember that kind of stuff, but to actually see it laid out on paper, I'm like, huh, I really should be charging more. And especially um, mm. at the time, I was traveling twice a week. Um, we, I homeschool my kids and we travel an hour away to a homeschool co-op. And so I would teach students while we were already out there. And now next, this fall, we will not be traveling there. So those students are all transitioning online. So, you know, gas and your mileage and all of that kind of stuff, um, printer paper, ink, everything, all of it was on there and like, yep, I need to charge more. And um, I went through it, did all of that. So originally, and this was in, I think I was doing all of that in like April, May of 2020, somewhere in there, maybe June that I was doing that. And I was planning at that point, I was planning to raise my rates in August of 2020, but I'm like, you know, this pandemic hit some of these families really hard. So yeah. instead of raising my rates in August, I chose to wait until January. And instead what I did was I told the parents in August, here's what's gonna happen. This is, I'm raising my rates. This is what the new rate will be. And I've chosen to not raise them now because I know this has been a tough year. So we're gonna wait until January of 21 um, to for these rates to be raised. I had no negative feedback, none, not even um, a question. I left myself very open to answering questions. If anyone had any concerns, anything like that. And all the parents, I got nothing but positive feedback. They're like, yeah, you probably should. <laughs> like, great. <laughs> oh, so, wow. um, yeah. So I gave them, you know, I, I sent an email in August with the initial, here's what's gonna happen. And then I reminded them a couple more times with um, with their invoices when I sent those out, the invoice email. And then it went off without a hitch, not a problem. Oh, that is, it's encouraging for people, for teachers to hear that because I strongly believe that teachers can and should raise their rates every year, if not maybe every few years. And, right. you know, some teachers haven't raised their rates in 20 years or ever rate, you know, they kind of chose a rate. The good thing about online lessons is you are not, there is this 
kind of mythical idea that you have to charge what other teachers are charging in your area, which is not true. Um, it mm-hmm. is good to know what other teachers are charging. I think it's a it's wise as a business owner to know, but you definitely don't have to feel any kind of um, obligation to charge the yeah. same as other teachers. But especially yeah. when you move online, you mm-hmm. have your expertise, your knowledge, and the promise of transformation that you provide your students that determines what to char- what you charge, the results mm-hmm. that you give. And that that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you've been teaching for a year or for 30 years. That's that's the real result we're providing. And teachers can charge a lot for yeah. that. And I feel like a lot of teachers underplay the value they provide. And then when you move right. online, you have students all over. So they don't really question what you right. charge anymore because you're right. a teacher in another state. It doesn't really matter. And for some of them, depending on the area they are, I'm a bargain. (laughs) It just depends on where they are in the country or the world. Um, Yeah, it's it's pretty incredible, the range of what you see out there. Right. Yeah, I've actually we have one teacher in the membership and she has different rates depending on where they live. Um, She's she's. Yeah, it's Lily. She's from mainland China and she's now living in New York. But she said she kind of um, quotes them depending on their area because she's just chosen to do that and it, it's working that's for her. So, yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I know. I think you'd have to, you obviously wouldn't be able to promote your prices on your website if that was something you chose to do. But it's, yeah. it's business, you know, so that's a, yeah. a business tactic that could definitely work for some teachers. Right. This has been such a great conversation, Lisa. Is there anything else you want to share about changes that you've made recently or just an overall, like, I just feel like you have so much joy for your studio and for your business. Is there anything else in the program that you've really found has helped you or motivated you to keep growing your business? Um, I'll tell you, the biggest thing that has motivated me has been the studio management um, module, the system. That has really helped me um, streamline my business. It has helped me. And, you know, the other thing, too, is um, the um, through that, the organization of um, mapping my curriculum and having a, a plan for all of my students and um, just the organization and the thought that you put into each module has really, really benefited my myself and, you know, other areas of my life besides just my studio, just, you know, batching tasks and things like that, but also um, streamlining things and cutting out things that I don't necessarily need to do or I don't necessarily need to have um, things like using Skype and Messenger and zoom i mean come on (laughs) that was getting stressful so yeah just streamlining things and um that's that has been big oh i that's so great that's so great i often tell teachers we didn't go to business school most of us we didn't go to a program that taught us specifically how to be a studio owner. You know, a lot of teachers are fantastic musicians and really good with kids and really good at communicating with parents, which are all also essential. But we don't know, we don't have an accountant and we don't have 
a bookkeeper and someone managing all these things. So to be able to streamline them in a way where they're not such a worry and a burden, that that's mm-hmm. the difference in, you know, getting 10 additional students because you now have the time for them. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. And I actually have a degree in piano pedagogy. Um, but I have to say, I mean, that was a while ago. <laughs> I've been out of college for a little while. Um, it. While I learned, oh, I, I love my degree and I have learned, I learned so much in my degree. Um, I feel like I didn't learn enough about the business side and enough about um, studio management. I learned a lot about teaching and how to teach and how to be effective and how to figure out what a kid's strength and weaknesses, what we need to work on, different, different um, methods and things like that. But, you know, it's, there's something about the business side that can be intimidating and it is so you lay it out so well in the course and it has um it's really been a game changer yay (laughs) i want to i love hearing that of course i love hearing that it's been years years in the making you know years in the making and always adjusting and something i love is being in tune with teachers and what is current what's what is currently a struggle for the teachers in our community let's add a module let's add another lesson let's interview somebody who's an expert in that area because things are always changing and they're going to continue to change now that most of us are online with technology and the software that's available so we are always looking for ways to continue helping you in your business thank you so much lisa again it was such a joy to have you on the podcast today oh thank you so much i have enjoyed this so much i i love talking about my studio and and i've enjoyed meeting you and just bragging on your class it's been great (laughs) (laughs) thank you lisa who is your business coach If you don't have one, I would be so honored to be your coach. I created a virtual course and coaching membership called Teach Music Online that I want to invite you to join me in. With 60 plus videos, online teaching certification, monthly live group sessions, hundreds of hours of recordings, and online forums, you'll know exactly how to create a thriving online business that gives you the flexibility and freedom that I know you deserve. Plus, you'll have the support of hundreds of like-minded teachers along the way. So when you're ready to really take what you're learning on this podcast, the 10X level, then come check out the Teach Music Online membership at teachmusic.online forward slash membership. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you have an amazing week and as always, happy teaching.